Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Tyler, in for Linz today. What do you got? All right. So LL Cool J and Vin Diesel. Diesel. Kamenetsky was talking about that before the show. Diesel, diesel, diesel versus Diesel. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. di- I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the Diesel boat. Mm-hmm. So LL Cool J and Vin Diesel unveiled their friend Ludacris's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday. The rapper turned actor, real name Chris Bridges, has sold more than 24 million albums worldwide and has starred in blockbuster films ranging from Crash to the Fast and the Furious franchise. In a speech thanking his friends, family, I'm sorry, thanking his friends, family, and fans. Ludacris vowed to continue to shatter stereotypes. Quote, I am a culmination of the people who showed up for me today, believing in me and pushing me to inspire me. I'm a reflection of you, he added. He wrote his first rap song at age nine when moving to Atlanta, Georgia, and joined an amateur rap group three years later. During a stint as a radio disc jockey, he noted noted hip-hop producer Timbaland, whose, uh, I'm sorry, on whose single Fat Rabbit he made his rapping debut in 1998. And the rest is history. Shout out to Luda. Luda. Luda, Luda. Yeah. Not really sure what Vin Diesel had to do with this story. Uh, Diesel and LL Cool J presented his star. Mm -hmm. And then his Fast and Furious thing starting tonight. Is that why Andy had that game? Is that the deal? It comes out today? Yeah, it came out today. I admit it. I mean, I admit it. And nobody's going to be surprised. I haven't seen any of them. I mean, I may have seen one of the early ones, but I'm not really into it. Are you into it, George? Are you you into the Fast and Furious? I've never seen any of them. Yeah. 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 And I love Vin Diesel. You guys ever see a movie called Boiler Room? You ever see that movie? Heard about it. Haven't seen it. It's like Vin Diesel is like a stockbroker and like everything they do is about closing deals and they're kind of ripping people off. It's sort of a Ponzi scheme. Really good movie. Early Vin Diesel. Early Vin was good. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it, Georgie. I mean, is Vin Diesel a good actor? I don't know if he's a good actor. He's just a good looking guy. He's kind of built, plays these action adventure heroes. You don't have to be a good actor to do that. Laura's, I mean, I could do Laura it. says he plays the same guy. Yeah. I mean, George, don't you think you could do what Vin Diesel does? No. Oh, I think I could. He does have a perfect voice for Groot, though. I'll give right. him that. He got a great voice. He's good looking. He's got nice eyes, guns, traps, pecs. You know, he got it all, Vin Diesel. All right, Georgie. <laughs> what, George? He does. Nobody caught what Tyler said, huh? Nobody. Okay. What, that, what you said, Laura? That he plays the same guy? No. He does play the no, same no, guy. No, 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 because you said yeah. he has a great voice for Groot. And I was like... Groot? He... Groot in Guardians Ooh. of the Galaxy? Yeah, he's Guardians the of the Galaxy. Plant, the little yeah. Yeah. plant thing? But he doesn't really talk. That's why I thought it was funny. Yeah. I am Groot. No, you got me on that one. Yeah, he just has a bunch of different... Yeah. He just says it a bunch of different ways. Nobody caught that. It's okay. No, it's all. all right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Now, Cappy, before I read these game notes, yep. uh, tell me your process here for this game as you're watching this game yesterday. Okay, so I'm going to tell you that at the beginning of this game, I'm kind of just taking my own little shorthand here to give myself reminders. But George, I've given you the latter part of the game. Um, I, I kind of gave you the third quarter and on. There's a little bit of the early stuff I think you might find interesting, but then as the game goes on, 
my notes become shorter and shorter because it becomes about who's making what play on what end. It gets to the point where I'm taking so many notes during the game that I have to stop taking notes to look up and actually see what's going on during the game. So these notes, I think, George, will get you through particularly the second half. But go ahead. Let's, let's hear what you think about the notes. And I've cleaned them up because I realized that there were a couple of curse words in my notes, and I didn't want to Ron Burgundy you and have you read them live on the air and accidentally curse. Okay, Laura, can you give me the music? Can you give me some music here? This is going to remind everybody of the entire game last night. All right, here we go. First thing we have here, Lakers at Nuggets game two. That's an excellent way to describe it, Cappy, because that's what it was. Review for possible flagrant three minutes to go in the first. D'Angelo, great foul on Murray. But as Van Gundy says, every time a guy goes down hard, it's a flagrant. What happened to the game I love, Mark Jackson said. What a terrible call. There's a lot there. Terrible call. I mean, D'Angelo Russell goes up to try and block a shot on Jamal Murray early in the game and has to take his hand to try and swipe it at the ball, and they call the flagrant foul. And I'm with Mark Jackson, and I'm with Jeff Van Gundy. Guys, what is happening to basketball? As Van Gundy said, it used to be a contact sport. Now, God forbid a guy goes down because he's flopping around, and the next thing you know, it's flagrant fouls. The officiating sucks in the NBA. Okay, next we've got LeBron misses a little bunny layup, then misses a breakaway dunk as the ball slips out of his hands. Three exclamation points. I mean, terrible. Come on, LeBron. Really? On a breakaway? You're going to miss a dunk? You don't even... People were like, oh, it was a reverse dunk. Like, no, it was a fumble. No reverse dunk. Yeah, he fumbled it. It was going to be a reverse dunk, but he fumbled it, yes. Terrible. Next you have Nuggets, eight straight point with... Eight straight points with two minutes to play in the third. Back-to-back threes, then a two on a called goaltending that went down. Bruce Brown, KCP. What what does that mean? Okay, I don't know what it all means. All I know is this. The goaltending call. You know, again, I'm with Van Gundy. I hate the rule that if the ball is over the cylinder. I know, but I'm with Van Gundy. Because later in the game, there's another um, goaltend that was, in my opinion, not a goaltend. It was at the end of the third. No, they were both goaltends. All right, I disagree on the second one. Yeah, they were both goaltends. All right, keep going here because now it gets ball, interesting. I mean, it, this isn't Europe. Like in Europe, if the ball's not, the ball can be in the cylinder and you can put it back in FIBA, but in the NBA, it has to be out of the cylinder. All right, things are going to start picking up here, George. Okay, 10 0 run. Murray hits after Coach Malone had a very impassioned timeout speech. This is the Western Conference Finals. Leave it out there. Keep shooting. Right. So on TV, George. Malone is sitting there, and he's got all five of his players, and they're all sitting in between seats, like every other seat. So it's not like everybody's really tight. And Malone is screaming, and he's losing his voice. And he's going, oh, come on, guys. What are you doing? It's the Western Conference Finals. Come on. And, dude, he looks down good. at Jamal Murray, yeah. and he says to him, keep shooting. I don't care if you miss. And all of a sudden, Jamal Murray went from a guy who was playing so poorly to ultimate confidence. Great job of coaching right there by Michael Malone. All right. Next, we have spectacular sequence to finish the third. 80 blocks Jokic, shot called goaltend. Oh, you already discussed this. Well, no! Yeah. I mean, you wrote dude, with like seven I, O's. I, I, it was really, it was a spectacular finish to the quarter. And when the ball made its way into Joker and he tried to like volley it up and, and AD was there to block it, I was like, come on, that's not a goaltend. 
You can't tell if that ball is going up. Oh, but or they going reviewed down. it, so that it is a goaltender. Still thought yeah. it was a terrible call. Okay. Um, tie ball game in early in the fourth. Lonnie Fearless, eighty-one seventy-nine. It's eighty-one seventy-nine, and Lonnie Walker comes in and right away gets the ball, puts it up, puts it in. No hesitation at all. I love that about Lonnie Walker. And at that point right there, I'm going, come on, Lonnie, this could be your night again. Um, LeBron flops into the fans and the dude spills the beer on LBJ who misses a three badly. LeBron actually flopped his way out of bounds. Can we all ag- agree on that? It was a complete flop. It, the, yeah, it, he, he definitely got he, he got pushed, but it was definitely not that hard. <laughs> I know. And he acted like, oh, my God, I got hit in the face. And the next thing you know, he's down on the ground, and the guy in the front row, I'm telling you, was spilling beer on LeBron. Popcorn was falling on LeBron. I, I don't know if it was beer. I thought it was a, a cocktail, but okay. Well, whatever. But the bottom yeah. line is then LeBron goes back out, and then he starts fi- firing away again from three. Garbage. Terrible. Murray is coming on, LB, three, LB, another terrible three attempt, then LeBron called for a foul on Joker. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Jamal Murray on fire, Malone told him to shoot, 84-83, crowd is coming to life, exclamation right. point. Game is starting to change now, the, the Denver crowd is coming to life, keep going. AD misses a hook shot from close range. Terrible, keep rolling. Another brutal three ball from LBJ. 0 for 5. Lakers 5 for 25. The Lakers at this point in the game are 5 for 25 from three-point range, and LeBron has a giant goose egg. And uh, and if you keep going down the notes, George, look what happens next. Jamal Murray, 3, 4 exclamation points, 87-83, 7 minutes to go, AD on D, not great, exclamation point. Because AD is actually defending against Jamal Murray, and Jamal Murray is is firing bombs right over AD. Right, but Jamal Murray's hitting tough shots. That's that AD's defense was fine. Yeah, he he's shooting over AD, he's shooting over LeBron. Right. Those guys them. right, but those guys defense was good. You said not great. It wasn't great. I didn't say it was terrible. I said not great. I mean, the result's not great, but the process was fine. He defended him fine. The guy tip your cap to the other guy sometimes. Guy made a great shot. Keep rolling. Bruce Brown from downtown. I see what you did there. Yep. 90 to 83, Lakers have missed their last 11 three-point attempts. It's just unbelievable. I mean, they cannot hit a shot. And I just keep on following it. All right? Keep rolling. AD misses a free throw. 90 to 84, brutal. Brutal. I mean, come on, AD. It's a six-point <laughs> game. we got to have every point. <laughs> I love reading these things because I can imagine you legitimately having these conversations in your head while with you're myself. This stuff. Right. These, yes. this, is a, this is a conversation oh. with myself. Yes, 100%. Jamal Murray again at three, 11 points in the fourth. Right. Turnover AD, exclamation point. Porter from three, three exclamation points. Yep. 96 84, Porter elevates when he shoots. I love watching the guy shoot because when he shoots. Because <laughs> he jumps. Well, he just has such a he has such a such a great elevation. He has he has very nice form. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ball arena is going effing nuts. They're losing Capital their minds. N-U-T-S. Yeah. They're losing their minds. They're yeah, absolutely I know I was there. going crazy. Yeah. Reeves a three, then Murray again, five for five from three in the fourth. He had been five of seventeen per Mike Breen. Your boy Mike Breen was giving me stats, George. Yeah. LBJ in transition, then Porter Jr. turnover. Terrible turnover by Porter Jr. He had two terrible ones down the stretch. 99-91, 3.52 to play. What is that? Just You're just giving us the just score there? So I'm just setting the scene here. There's 3.52 left. Lakers down by eight. And then what happens? Okay. Then we have AD from three. What? Question mark, three exclamation marks. 99-94, shot over Joker. Mm-hmm. So AD hits that first three. Then what happens? 
Another eight, 80, another three-point shot. No! He misses. Next. Murray mid-range, 16 points in the fourth, 30 for the game. 101-96 after an AD tip then. Mm-hmm. And then you see what happens here as we keep on going. AD, terrible turnover, exclamation point. Porter fouls AD, no call, three exclamation points. Right. Then we think LeBron may get hurt because LeBron's, you know, stepped on right. AD's foot and, and is down. Right. LeBron is hurt, question mark. Reeves hits a bank, bank three, 101-99. Reeves is carrying the Lakers, exclamation point. LeBron twists his left ankle. 103-99 after Murray hits two free throws. AD into the three-point attempt. What, question mark? Why, question mark? That's right. Why is, why is Anthony Davis taking three-point shots late in a game? It makes no sense at all. Well, he was open. you got to take the open but, ones. But he's got to go to the basket. I get you, but he's got to take the open ones, too. Um, if they're packing the paint, you got to take the open ones. LeBron makes a great steal, but misses the layup. He has missed two little layups and a breakaway dunk. Now, I know everybody's on Twitter right now giving me a hard time going, dude, you don't get it. After that, that one was a tough steal, one. I acknowledge yeah. it was a tough shot. I'm not saying it was some gimme. I'm just saying you're LeBron James and your team is yeah. trying to make a comeback. You've just made a spectacular defensive play. You're LeBron. you got to finish. Didn't right. do it. Murray has gone nuclear. Mm-hmm. 105-101, LeBron coast-to-coast, coast, entertaining game, brutal loss. LeBron 0 for his last 19 from 3. Those are my game notes, George. Uh, I, you know, you took me through your, your process and your state of mind, which I mm -hmm. kind of enjoy. LeBron 0 for 19 from 3-point range. I mean, if In the fourth just, quarter. If, if he could just hit one, thank you. If he could just yeah. hit one, just one, build yeah. a little confidence. Yeah. All right. That is Cappy's game notes. Um, I just to get us in the head of him uh, and his process. Um, I don't know, man. You're you're a strange dude. I love you that way. I mean, uh, listen, right. I didn't text him to myself. I actually took him in the notes app. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, let's check in on the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll give you an update there. Plus, let's get back to our five keys to start this series, Cappy, and let's see where the Lakers are on these five keys. Uh, it's a Laker reaction Friday on 710 ESPN. Lakers down 0-2. All presented by Michelob Ultra. Refreshing, balanced flavor with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Please enjoy responsibly. We'll get to the five keys to check in on the Eastern Conference Finals in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I got you, babe. You, babe. Yeah. Um, Cappy. Talk to me. I want to let people know um, that I do got you, babe. All right. Appreciate I know that. it's a tough time for you right now. 
um, as we've been discussing a very serious topic with Mike Bones' resignation. But uh, I got you because, you know what, I know you may not have the privileges uh, that you may have had previous uh, with a previous athletic director at USC. Maybe I'll just take you to a game. How about that? Well, George, don't give up on me yet. Let's see who the new athletic director at USC is. And then let's see what happens thereafter. Okay? Don't give up on me quite yet. You never know when the next athletic director at USC is like somebody from the past that you have some relationship with that you can score really great seats to inside the USC athletic director suite. I'll tell you one thing, though, George. Yeah. As much as I was skeptical from the very beginning, like, "Uh, nobody resigns from these kinds of jobs. It makes too much money. Family's just shown up in town. I don't believe that he would have just voluntarily resigned unless he was getting out in front of some sort of a scandal. I will and perhaps say, that is the case. But I will say this. You know, um, all these NIL collectives, they're all run by big money donors. And if you don't do what the big money donors want you to do, they will find a way to get rid of you. Now, I'm not suggesting to you that USC is Alabama or LSU or one of these SEC teams that sets people up when they want to get rid of them. But just something just doesn't feel right in my gut. That's all. Well, we'll see what else comes out. I mean, I guess we'll have a better idea because the LA Times already putting out preliminary stuff about an external invest or an internal investigation that was done by an external group mm-hmm. about the workplace environment and culture within the athletic department. So, um, by the way, Albert Soto tweeted in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, how is Cappy taking a backseat on speaking on Boney Sedano taking the lead? Um, I haven't taken the lead. I've basically just given, um, mostly just given people the information of what's transpired. Um, I gave a brief um, commentary on what I had heard previous to the second LA Times story coming out after his resignation. Um, And then we had Bruce Feldman on. So I haven't taken the lead on any of this, to be honest with you. I wish I had more information for everybody. I do. I, I will admit very, very openly that when I heard about this earlier, I did send Mike Bone a text saying, hey, I hope everything's okay, because I thought either A, there's scandal, or B, there's health problems. And so I, I texted Mike to ask him if he was okay. I didn't really anticipate hearing back from him. He hasn't gotten back to me. I did, uh, I'll even be honest, George, I, I texted his son, who I've known for, for a long time, and said, hey, I hope your dad's okay. Did not hear from either of them. I can only imagine when you have a PR crisis like this, how everybody in your family might hunker down and say this happened on a Friday afternoon. Bruce called it a news dump. Just sort of get get to Monday. That would be my uh, crisis management advice for Mike Bone. Just get to Monday. Don't worry about what. Stay off social media. Don't read the newspaper. Just get to Monday. Okay. There you go. Uh, Bruce Feldman, if you missed him, go back on the podcast and listen to it. You can always subscribe to the Sit Down and Cap podcast wherever you find your podcast. It's always worth your time. And you, anything you miss on the show, including our stupidity on daily on a daily basis, is there too. So um, so we've got that. But Cappy, just checking in on the Eastern Conference Finals at the moment. What a strange game this has been. So Miami jumped out early. Um, then Boston came back with like a 21 to two run and took like a four, thir- 12 or 14 point lead. Now Miami has jumped back out in front 47, 42 with four thirty five to go in the first half. It's been very much a grinded out type of game. How about this? Miami on a 19 to two run right now. Right. Another, right. The Boston went on a 21 to two Miami now on a 19 to two currently. Yeah. Isn't that crazy. Yeah. Insane. 
Game of runs, as they say. Yep. I would love. You know, I want Miami to win this series, George. Well, you again, just want to go to Miami, right? But it doesn't help but if, me the, if Lakers the Lakers don't, don't win. Right. You're not going to Miami. Does so me no good. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> uh, you're a dope. What are you talking about? I want to go to Miami. Yeah. By the way, did you hear that promo coming in about Max saying he was, uh, what did he say? He was a champion the, the minute he walked into L.A. or something like that. He changed L.A. radio. I mean, Max was, had a great run. I don't think there's any question about that. Oh, that he changed L.A. radio, though. I mean, I don't know. Him and Marcellus were pretty fun to listen to. But did they change L.A. radio because they were fun? Yeah, maybe. Okay, if you say so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Are you offended? Do you feel like you've changed L.A. Radio? I mean, Big I feel time. like you've changed Dude. L.A. Radio, too. Monster. Monster okay. change. Made it way worse. Come on, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but suck, worse man. in a good way, I feel like. <laughs> there can be worse in a good way. Listen, right. I, I, I come from a school of thought where bad isn't always bad. No. Awkward radio can be fun radio. Like, I... I know people here, like, not everybody gets that, and I feel like that's why not everybody gets the show we do. Um, well, yeah, but, it, you know. Tyler, it's like Run DMC. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. Uh! There you go. All right. I like it. There it is. Bum, bum, pick it, don't, pick it, don't, pick it, pick it, don't, bum, pick it. You know Get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. There it is. Nice work. Thanks. All right, George, you are going to revisit the keys to the series, Correct. Did I have that right, George? Mm-hmm. You Okay, and I think that when you go through our five keys to this series, I think we need to acknowledge that we may yeah. have missed one really important Wait, key. Wait, oh, let me ask you a question. Oh, God. You know who also changed LA Radio? Tell me. I would say the Keyshawn Morning Show, the original version of it. Okay. And I would say post me. I mean, with me and Key, I mean, we were the originators. But the key, the show definitely got better when I was gone. Like, I admit it. By the way, also, I got better when uh, the when I was gone, too, because the afternoon show was great. I, you know, the, sh- the, the station was humming back then. But now we've brought you in to be, to kind of bring a new vibe to the station, Cappy. Well, I'll That's tell you what you've brought the last year and a half or two. I'll tell you this. The station is humming now more than it ever has. Uh, no offense to anybody that's ever been. Oh, in the I disagree with that. Yeah, I don't oh, know about I'm that. telling See, you. See, I man. can't, I can't, I can't say it's been humming more than it ever has. I mean, the, this station was was. I mean, we were talking about like everybody had like a four share when Key was in the morning and I was in the afternoon and, and Mason in Ireland and you know what I mean like we we we're humming now, but I think we're starting to trend back in that direction. Tell you what, George. Uh, but you're a big of part years. of that, and so is Playoff Slee and Travis. And uh, Lindsay and Emily and Laura and Tyler and I guess Bergman a little bit too. Morales. So, you know, we're getting there again. All right. Well, hey, listen, uh, looking forward to the Mandy's part two. That's going to be great because, I mean, last year what we did with the Mandy's, no one in radio has ever seen that uh, deal quite like that before. I mean, you know, listen, this isn't like the, uh, the, the mid-90s where you're having hot mom bod contests. You know what I'm saying? This is the Mandy's. This okay. is like a whole different type of you, radio You promotion. should wear what Barkley's wearing today on the TNT set. I like what Barkley's wearing, but I'm trying to go for a more younger NBA player look okay. and less of a middle But you're age. not really a younger NBA player. Like, if you're going to do anything, you should probably... Barkley's more in your age range. I know, but that's what makes it funny, is that I'm a middle-aged guy rocking what a 23 I mean, Barkley's wearing a pink player. suit, a pink suit with blue pinstripes on it. I know, but my I don't want to wear a shirt and tie. I want to go shirtless, oh, and I want to have see. ice around my neck, and I want to wear really cool sunglasses. All right, you do you, Kepi. Thank you. Yeah. Um, real quick, our five keys to this series when we jumped in. 
Okay. Because we missed one big time. Actually, you know what? Do you want to save this? Let's save this for the last segment before we do dealer's choice. Okay. Let's save that because we're not. The problem is it's 26 past the hour. Laura's going to get pissed at us Mm -hmm. if we just go over the break because we start this. That means it's going to take forever. So let's do that in the last segment. Laura, are you happy that I decided to do that? Hey, it's your show, man. You can do whatever. I know, but no, I don't want to make your on. life impossible. Come you know on, what I'm Laura. saying? Like, I know. You're I'm like, let's go. Break. Wrap it up. Let's yes, go. Yes, exactly. I mean, I mean you I'm guys a... never listen anyways. I, it's true, so. but I'm, I want to make your life easy for a change. I'm about to you all the time. So I, big I deal. Big thank you, Tyler. Big deal or no deal is coming up next. Not award winning like Radio Tinder, but maybe mm-hmm. someday you never know. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Tyler, you take it away because Lindsay's not here. Thanks, Adano. All right, so despite being favored to advance. (laughs) Everybody wants in on it. (laughs) Despite being favored to advance to a second consecutive Western Conference Finals when they were matched up with the Lakers in round two, the Golden State Warriors now find themselves having been eliminated from the playoffs. While there are plenty of things you can blame... The disappearing season on, Draymond Green believes that the Warriors' downfall can be traced back to something that happened much earlier in the season. While on the Stephen A. Smith broadcast for Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals, Green revealed that he believes the Warriors would still be in the playoffs if he hadn't punched Jordan Poole. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with Draymond that the animosity stemming from his altercation with Jordan Poole doomed their season? And by this, I mean, is this the biggest deal among the many contributing factors to the Warriors' ultimate elimination? Cappy, okay. Say you. Or oh, I'm sorry, oh, George. Sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. Go, go, go. No, Cappy, go, ahead, go. Go, ahead, go ahead. You know, I'm happy to go first. Um, this is something we haven't had a chance to talk about because we've been so Laker focused. But I saw Steve Kerr's press conference a couple days ago, and he said, "Hey, look, as a team, we never recovered from what happened. You know, when one guy is a star and the other guy's not as big a star, and Jordan Poole's not as big a star as Draymond Green." And one guy punches another guy. In this case, the bigger guy punches the smaller guy. And then he has to go away from the team for a few days. And then they bring him back right before the start of the season. And then when you get eliminated, you start to reflect and you go, what happened to us? And what happened is trust was violated. And I know I talk about all this corny stuff all the time and not everybody buys into it. But when trust is violated... It, it just impacts a team. And Kerr said it at the end. Draymond's admitting it now. I couldn't agree more. That punch at the beginning of the year doomed their season from that day forward. Am I off, George? 
Um, listen, I'm going to side with Kerr and Draymond in this scenario. So, um, yeah, so I think there's some validity to it. I will say this, though, and I know we jokingly said this during the series. I kind of understood why Draymond punched him a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, he seems very immature. Isn't that fair yeah. to say? Yeah, because, you know, he seemed like an innocent victim when he got punched. And by the end of the year, you were like, that one guy's a leader in the franchise and one guy's kind of a complainer in the franchise. I still don't think it was a smart move, and it definitely hurt their season. Sure, but sure. I wonder what the future is of Jordan Poole on that team. I would trade his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if if it's Draymond versus Jordan Poole, I don't care who's what age. I I'd take Draymond. Well, I mean, all day. Steve Kerr's already said it. Like we're you know Draymond is going into a player option scenario, and he basically just said we're not a championship team if Draymond's not on this team. So yep. there you go. Yeah, but I think the problem is with Jordan Poole is that the rest of the league also saw him play. Now, there's always the guy, you know, Keyshawn taught me this. There's always someone in, in, in a general manager's, office, general manager's office that says, I can fix him. So maybe, maybe they do get something. But I think the NBA general managers have become very savvy, for the most part, on making deals outside of the Minnesota Timberwolves who traded a ridiculous amount of picks for a guy who got played off the floor uh, in the playoffs three straight years. But, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? There's not that many of those, though. Next. All right. So a standalone cannabis dispensary in a rundown shopping center in coastal Los Angeles County is now offering the magic mushrooms. Wait a second. So there's an actual coastal dispensary in Southern California, because I feel like most of the coastal cities do not have dispensaries for there the most is, part. Well, according to this article, there is. I okay. Can't, because I can't most of the, I haven't been there. As someone who lives in the coastal area, um, I definitely have to drive inward, is what I would say, to uh, to to get to something, a dispensary. Something tells me this particular dispensary is probably a little more low key than the rest. Okay, fair enough. Uh, which is probably why they're able to get away with doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to run into problems, but they are now selling magic mushrooms alongside of a variety of other items containing psilocybin, which is the compound that provokes magic. Yes. Mm-hmm. To come out of the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So Correct. as the state legislator con- considers a bill to decriminalize several psychedelics, including psilocybin, some L.A. area businesses are openly selling the potent hallucinogen. Mm-hmm. Although cannabis is legal statewide, no SoCal municipality or county has followed the lead of Oakland, San Francisco, and Santa Cruz by decriminalizing magic mushrooms. Do you think the possible decriminalization of psychedelic drugs statewide in California and potentially nationwide is a big deal or no deal? If you go to, I'm going to put it in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. If you go to my Twitter account, okay, and if you want to be part of the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, you can uh, be part of it by going to the Twitter, going to the community section, and in the search bar, typing in, uh, Sedan on Cap, and you can apply for membership there. But I will post there right now a link to the podcast I did on ESPN Daily. Sorry, I wanted to make sure I found it. We were all uh, wondering what would happen there. Hang yeah. Dramatic suspense. pause. Yeah. The podcast I did on ESPN Daily about this particular subject matter, and I did a podcast. Uh, ESPN had a... Uh, like a... It wasn't a 30 for 30. It's one of the E60, right? So it's one of those like uh, introspective uh, reporting style shows. And I interviewed the the reporter who went to this retreat in Jamaica with multiple former athletes, right? Who were suffering from depression, anxiety because of all the trauma they took to their heads and and bodies when they were playing sports, boxers, hockey players, football players, etc. 
And it was one of the most fascinating things I've ever done in my 10 years at ESPN. Um, and it's easily in the top two or three things that are most interesting that I've done at ESPN. You should go back and listen to it. It was April 21st, I want to say, but I put it in the community now. You can check it out for yourself. Um, really, really good stuff. So I am an advocate of it after watching that. Um, I don't think it's for everyone. I think it has to be done in a controlled scenario, and that's what is being done uh, in this situation in Jamaica. But I am a big proponent of this stuff uh, based on the studies that we've seen to this point. Thank you. That's Lord. right. Make sure yeah. you, you listen in on that. <laughs> the Sedano cast. Nice. Hey, you know, so I, I've, I know that a lot of people now like these mushroom capsules, you know? The microdosing uh, versions of them. Yeah. Yes. I've, I personally have not done them. Um, George, I only did mushrooms one time when I was in college. Oh, and, yeah. You told me the story about you yeah. cut the, you put, you, you made like a, you're, you were obviously a college kicker at the University of Pittsburgh. And you you cut down the net or something or like I, something. I, I was tripping on these mushrooms. Right. And and we did. It was so cold outside at that time of the year. This is like January, February. We didn't have an indoor facility back then. This is like the late eighties. And so I came up with this like this this really um, psychedelic idea. I'm going to go to the stadium, find the soccer nets, cut them off with like scissors from the trainer's office, and then I'm going to hang them from one corner of the room to the other corner of the room, and then I'm going to kick field goals inside the dorm rooms. And that's what I did the next day. So I've only done mushrooms once. I had tremendous results, although it was 30 years ago. I may try them. I don't know what they're supposed to do to you, though. People tell me they're on them. I'm like, yeah, but like, doesn't it freak you out, man? Well, I, I think, again, it could, right? I mean, it depends on your situation. But I think that's why people do it under the supervision of people who are tr more trained in these scenarios. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I've got friends I, that microdose as but well. The, if you, I'm telling you, if you it, listen to the podcast, if you can. Again, I posted it in the Sedano Cap Circle of Trust. If not, you can go back to April 21st, ESPN Daily. Oh, I thought you were going to say, if not, go to hell. No. And then after that, go. You can find on the ESPN YouTube, I believe, the um, the E60 version of it. Like it's like a thirty minute episode. Mm -hmm. um, it was well, actually, it's sixty minutes because I only got I got the condensed version based on. So it's not no E30. It's E60. No, no, it was E60. I got the condensed version based on no commercials. But uh, I think on YouTube they have it with very limited commercials, obviously. So it'll be like 35, 40 minutes max. But it was really, 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 really interesting stuff, man. So the YouTube version would be the E40? Is that right? Perhaps, yes. Yeah. All right. So Starbucks is at it again, Laura. America's biggest coffee chain is making a big change to its iced drinks. A post on Reddit back on May 10th sent the rumor spiraling through the internet, claiming that pebble-shaped ice would be changing our iced Starbucks beverages for good. And then the rumor was later confirmed by a Starbucks representative on Today.com. Quote, as we continue to innovate and make investments in the Starbucks experience for our partners and customers, we are introducing new machines that make nugget ice to select stores this year, said the rep in a statement. Like many of our recent investments, this machine allows partners, partners are what they call their team members, like Disney calls them cast members, this allows our partners to focus on delivering the Starbucks experience while handcrafting the same delicious, high-quality ice beverages our customers have come to expect from Starbucks. Is Starbucks changing their ice a big deal or no deal? Um, now, what is the ice going to be like again? What's the difference? It's, it's not cute. It's not like squares anymore. Right. So they used to use like machine ice, which is yeah. more commonly what you would get if you were getting like a fountain drink. 
Right. If you can picture that. Now it's right. the tiny. So have you ever gotten ice here in the studio, Sodano? The little like yes, crushed ball, like little ice. balls. The machine that produces the pebbles. Yeah, yeah we those have little pebbles. Ice. Right. That's yeah, exactly I right. like the pebbles way better. Yes. So you're saying it's a big deal that they're changing the ice. Yeah, I like pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, when it comes to ice, the best ice at any fast food restaurant is Chick-fil-A. Oh. They got the best ice. Chick-fil-A now, uses the pebbles. Now, the ice that we Correct. have at 710, the machine that produces it, assuming the machine is working. Um, have, you, though, have you encountered a broken machine? I have, and I've walked across the hall to the boss's office, and I said, listen, how do you expect me to perform at my best <laughs> if the ice machine is broken? Because I love wrong. this little pebbly ice. Oh, I believe mm-hmm. this. He right, Laura? Funch and I and Rebecca... We were like up in arms because they're renovating this space right now and the ice machine was down. And I was like, listen, y'all, if y'all about to have us up in here, we need the ice fixed. Right. I mean, if I'm all up in here. I'm just saying. How am I going to how am I going to perform without the ice? Mm-hmm. Priority so, number one. That ice is a very important factor mm-hmm. in my performance every day. Yes. At 710 Studios. Oh, no wonder it's uh, been slipping lately. Right. Because the ice has been wrong. <laughs> right, George? First George, world I, George, I had to go into the boss's office and say, hey, I need this ice. He goes, hey, look, I'm working on it. I'm like, no, not work on it. Got to get done today, man. Seriously, yeah. first Let's world go, problems. Jack. <laughs> All right, so this is a big deal. All right, Very big too, deal. Huh? Last one. Go ahead. Laura, you got something? Oh, that was the last one? I oh, mean, that was the last one? If you guys want another one, I have one. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so uh, my friends have a lot of issues. I love them, but, you know, they come yeah. with... We all have those friends, right? Right. So one one of my friends I, ta- I talked about, um, I think, that was having, like, a problem with the picture situation with the guy. I don't know if you guys remember that, that she wanted her dude to delete all the old All the pictures. old pictures of the old girlfriends, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I have a follow-up. Because I oh. know people were asking me. Okay. Okay. So they weren't together when all this was happening. So they are now a couple. And she told him, hey, because now we're a couple, I want you to delete the pictures. She said, you don't have to delete all of them. Just the inappropriate ones because we found out he did have some sexy. Wait, inappropriate? You mean like? Sexy nudes, whatever. Oh, damn. This yeah. of other women? Yes. Okay, so she wants him to strip his yes. phone of other women's photos. <laughs> yes. But she didn't do it when they were dating. But now that they're a couple, she's like, hey, I don't feel comfortable. You told me that, you know, when we were exclusively like dating a couple, you're my boyfriend, I'm your girlfriend situation. Then he would would remove those. Said pictures, right? The the racy ones. Yes. She's like, you know, whatever. If you had pictures with like grandma and her or whatever, like those could stay. But the the sexy ones got to go. So she gave her dude like... Time. An ultimatum? No, no. She gave him time because everyone said we don't go sipping oh, through our phone like that. I mean, that. it's a lot. I'm sure. I mean, you. We just talked about it. everybody has like thousands yeah. of pictures yeah. in their phone, right? So, so she gave him a time frame. Personally, I think it's too short. So I just kind of want to know if what's the time frame? So she gave him a month. I mean, man, I. I think that's girl a little friend bit. of yours is a pain in the ass. Yeah, I was just gonna say that is not a lot of time because I got a no. lot of stuff going on. Like, I don't got time to be scrolling through my phone. You know that's what, I mean? what like, I told her, and she got mad at me. Mm. So I'm like, is it a big deal? I think you need to stay deal? out of this relationship. That's well, my that 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 would, yeah. That's my advice to you. Yeah, because she was like, she's like, okay, you're on his side. I was like, no, girl, you asked me if it was if it was enough time. I said yeah. no. Yeah, your like, friend's a bit of a pain in the... God, she is high us. maintenance, man. I can't deal with it. She's smoking? She's hot, yeah. She's yeah, hot. She, oh, so she's worth putting... She's hot. Putting up with <laughs> I think she's hot. I mean, I don't, I you know, she, I don't, I, I'm very strictly, you know, but she's hot. 
Mm-hmm. I think she's hot. Mm-hmm. Was she willing to, to replace those pictures on his phone with pictures of her? I'm not going to ask oh, that. Okay. That's a good <laughs> question. That's a really good question. Like, hey, girl. It's a fair question. Like, why don't you say it to her like this? Hey, girl. An eye for an eye? What if you tell him? <laughs> or in this case, I mean, right? That. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, girl. Tell. How about this? You tell him he got to get rid of those pictures, and you'll replace them with new pictures of you. How's that? Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. It's not a bad call. Late night with Laura. There's like your conversation it. for tonight. Oh, man. Y'all should hear the conversations we've been having. It's crazy. Go on Instagram, late night mm-hmm. with Laura. Craig Craig. Wednesdays. Underscore. Wednesday nights. Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m. Yes, please and yeah. thank you. All right, that is uh, Big Deal or No Deal. Coming up next, let's get to the five keys. We had a five keys for this series. Where are the Lakers on those five keys? Plus dealer's choice as we head into the weekend. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Cappy shazams all the time, especially when we ask him about songs and then he tries to stall so he can shazam. Right. I put uh, the shazam. Right, so I, kn- I know what happened with this Marilyn Monroe thing. By the way, it was 1962. 62. My bad, yeah. Marilyn. Yeah, not 37. I had something there and then I forgot to delete the year. Mm. I like that Chris called you out on it. I appreciate that. Hold me accountable, Chris. <laughs> and keep putting my um, shrimp drops in. I like those. Yeah. And Dave, uh, David Guetta, right? This is David Guetta? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big David Guetta guy. Shazam is he's actually a little, quite amazing technology. He's a little too poppy for me at times, um, but but he but he's good. He's good. How Shazam make money? They have ads. Do they? I mean, mm-hmm. I guess I don't use I think, it that wasn't often. Wasn't Shazam acquired by Apple? Were they? I'm pretty sure it's probably. been implemented into iOS at this point. Yeah, I probably. I mean, Apple I owns know. everything. Just I mean, Apple or Google, right? Yeah, you can yeah. tell Siri to identify the song for you now because they have that software. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, all right, so real quick, Cappy. Let's, uh, Laura, give me, give me back, give me the NBA on NBC music. Give me the that music, yeah. Uh, because I want to talk about the five keys we had going into the series. I want Cappy, you tell me where you think they are on this so far. Okay. So five keys. Key number one: AD versus Jokic. Where are we on that for the Lakers? I would say that that is probably advantage Jokic through two games. Yes, but not quite as dramatic only because the two of them played great at least statistically and scoring wise in the first game but last i mean just ad yesterday didn't really have much and Jokic didn't need to have as much because murray went crazy in the fourth but i advantage Jokic. yeah lebron versus aaron gordon remember going into the series we talked about aaron gordon has been one of the better defenders on lebron mm-hmm. historically and uh i would say advantage lebron at this point yeah i mean at least in this head-to-head matchup advantage lebron yeah aaron hasn't you know lebron has shot well enough i think in this series certainly better than the 39 and a half percent that gordon has held him to historically and gordon really just you know while he's on the floor a lot he doesn't he doesn't bring a lot of scoring per se no he's a guy that defense transition pick and roll finishing at the rim yeah he's the athleticism that's what he brings yep all right uh, next, we've got more consistency from the others. Who's provided more consistency from the others? I'd have to say, again, advantage goes to Denver. Yep. 
you know, while I am really, I, I can't, I'm so impressed with Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. I really am. I'm a little down, though, on D'Angelo Russell. Um, I did like the idea of starting Jared Vanderbilt yesterday, but between Vanderbilt and Schroeder and Lonnie Walker, I mean, those are your other guys, and they're not doing that much, so advantage goes to Denver. Yeah. Um, Then we've got the Lakers need to dominate the paint. The Lakers need to dominate the paint. So, Cappy, uh, yesterday the Lakers had a, I believe, a two-point advantage in the paint in game two. In game one, I can go back and if you give me one second, their advantage, uh, actually, no, Denver had a two-point advantage. So they are even, dead even points in the paint. So that's not good for the Lakers. No, that actually means advantage Denver. Correct. So not good so far through the mm-hmm. keys. No, nope. well, uh, Next, the, well. the, the coaching differences, Ham mm-hmm. versus Malone. Mm-hmm. I would also say advantage Denver at the moment. Darvin Ham's starting lineup in game one is what put them and buried them in a hole that was hard to dig out of. I think Darvin Ham, in my opinion, is more of a motivator and a manager and less of a X's and O tactician. And I'm not trying to knock the guy by saying that, but I will tell you this. If Darvin Ham is a great motivator, what Michael Malone did last night, I know I've talked about it a few times today during the show, but what Michael Malone did to say to a guy like Murray, hey, man, keep shooting. I'm not going to be upset if you miss. When a player hears a coach have that kind of confidence, it just changes your whole mindset, and that's when Murray blew up. So I advantage goes to Malone. Yeah. So right now we've got only one thing of those five keys going the Lakers' way at the moment. And that's LeBron over Gordon. And by the way, it's not by very much. But you want to know what we missed, George? Let me tell you a, a key that we missed. We talked about LeBron uh, versus Gordon. We talked about AD versus Jokic. One thing we didn't have on our list was who's going to stop a guy like Murray when he gets hot because we know he can get hot. And we didn't have that on our list. And last night it showed up. And I'm not even sure still to this moment who is the right guy to put on him. Schroeder, if I had to guess. Well, it didn't seem like anybody could stop him last night. Not LeBron, not AD. Yeah, nobody. I would put Schroeder on him. Um, maybe Vanderbilt at times if he's in the game. But Schroeder, for me, would be the guy that I would of The guys that are going to play heavy minutes. Um, he'd be the guy I would probably put on him. All right. That is our five keys. Kind of checking in on that. We'll check in after game four and see what's happening. Of course, all the Laker games are right here. You're home of the Los Angeles Lakers, down 0-2 to the Denver Nuggets. Game three on Saturday, which is tomorrow, 5.30 tip-off. Pre-game coverage begins at 4. And on Monday, the same deal. We'll have super-duper playoff crosstalk or whatever the hell we're calling it uh, at 2.30 with me, you, and Mace after Mason and Ireland do one from uh, 1 to 2.30. Basically, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. right. That's what they're yes, doing. Sir. Yes, yeah. sir. That's that's the plan. Yeah. That's so, well, well, are you coming on Monday? So Monday, George, um, I will see you on Tuesday. But you know, Monday, I, I won't got... be here on Tuesday because I'm traveling. All right. Well, I'll be there Tuesday. Mm. Um, You're you not know, coming to the game, huh, Georgie? You know, I've I've kind of been telling you off the air. Oh, that's right. You've got the trial of the century. The tr- I've got my own real life trial of the century on Monday. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. So I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to get my life back, pal. Yeah, that's right. Well, good luck with that. Well, thank you so much. 
<laughs> well, maybe we'll have more details for that down the road. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll start interviewing lawyers and stuff. You know, <laughs> what a headache. What? Um, no, I, let me tell you something. Well, it's dealer's choice. Go ahead. You do whatever you want here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish this on my worst, most mortal enemy. I would not wish on you, whoever you may be. In this case, we'll use McMiniman as as an example. I wouldn't wish on McMiniman what I'm dealing with right now in real life. McMiniman is your rival at the Mm -hmm. moment. Yes, but I will say this in terms of uh, dealer's choice here this evening, George. I would like to make a comment if I may, about something that happened earlier in the day in the world of sports. I usually don't talk about sports in Dealer's Choice. I talk about real-life stuff. But this is a combination of the two things. George, I'm sure you saw the story earlier today that one of the all-time legendary NFL players and really a great activist in his real life, the legendary Jim Brown died today at 87 years old. I love Jim Brown. Loved him. You know, and, and in a in a different time before Twitter and Instagram and everybody having smartphones, I don't know, Jim Brown was just one of those guys, George, that anytime I wanted to grab him and put him on the radio and talk to him about anything, could have been football, could have been social issues, it didn't really matter. Jim Brown had something to say about everything, and I just loved hearing him. And and I know that you've probably seen this film. It's a documentary called um Jim Brown, All-American. Have you ever seen that film? Uh, not in its entirety, but I have seen it, some of it. It's yeah. truly amazing. And and this is, I'm not talking about today having seen it. I'm talking, you know, it could have been 20 years ago no, for all I yeah, know. Yeah. The guy was such an influence as an African-American superstar athlete who had strong opinions. And, and people know the story, I'm sure. But when Muhammad Ali was telling the world that he was not going to go and serve in Vietnam. It was Jim Brown that brought together Muhammad Ali and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I want to say Bill Russell, and like the greatest sports stars of the era who were all African-American gentlemen. And they sat there listening to Muhammad Ali explain why he wasn't going to go and fight in Vietnam. And then they came out and had a press conference. Hey! We all talked to Muhammad. Now we understand. We support him. We got his back. That was Jim Brown. He, he was that kind of influence. You say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you say Bill Russell, and you, you think about those guys' lives and careers and influence. Jim Brown is very, very much in that same category. And I just had a nice relationship with the guy. And I just I saw it today, and he's 87 years old. That's oh, a real shame. And the, the, the world has lost an all-timer. In Jim Brown. So, shout out. Just wanted to put that out there, Georgie. Yeah. I um, Look, everyone's got a complicated history, right? But I think that uh, he, to your point, there was a lot where he did that was good. Um, there were some moments, like every, like we all have, some worse than others. No um, doubt about it. I'm not saying that it was yeah. a, a squeaky clean record along the way. No, for sure. For sure. You know, um, there were things. 87 years, things happen, right? Yep. Um, but, you know. There are some things that people can forgive and some people can't. And that's fine. That's up to the individual in that scenario to either move past it or not. And that's uh, everyone's right to do that. So in these final moments of dealer's choice, give me your prediction on tomorrow's game. Will you give a prediction? Lakers win game game? three. Lakers win game three. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, So people can stop saying that you're a hater, Sedano. You are a hater, Sedano. I mean, 
Okay, whatever. Cool. But the Lakers got to cool. win this game. I mean, this, the, oh, I they, mean lose they lose this game. game forget then it's honestly. really over. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. they go down 0-3. Right. They're toast. All right. We got to go. All right? All right. We got to go. All right. Cappy, great job. Tyler, great job filling in for Linz. Laura, excellent work as always. We'll talk to you on Monday. And make sure you tune into the Lakers game tomorrow on Saturday. And we'll talk to you Monday. See you.